0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to episode 288 of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And if you would do me a favor, please subscribe to every you're listening. Please subscribe to every you're watching. It definitely means a lot to me. The Eagles look different. To me, there have been three teams that have kind of separated themselves from the pack. And that is the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Eagles. Now, you ever just look at a team and just, oh, this is different. The these 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 people are different. Jalen Hurts is playing at the best he's ever played. Uh, the, the the Eagles' defense is good. Their offense is good. AJ Brown, Miles Sanders, they just look different. And. I heard somebody – well, I read on Twitter – shout out to the good Twitter. I, I heard on Twitter that, you know, people think that the Eagles are kind of fraudulent because I think they've only played, like, one winning t- – or two winning teams, and one of them has Cooper, had Cooper Rush as their starting quarterback. And I understand that. I think they, they beat the Vikings and the Cowboys, and everybody else was either – At 500 or below 500, or just wasn't that good of a team. And this is coming off the hills of the Eagles beating the Tennessee tight, I mean, Houston Texans 29 to 17 on Thursday night football. Yet another performance where Jalen Hurst looked good. Uh, His connection with A.G. Brown just gets stronger week after week. But for the people that say, It's kind of fraudulent, you know. For the people that say Jalen, they haven't really beat a good team. So, 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 how do you combat that? What are you supposed to do? Like, what if you don't play a good team, or you think that they haven't played a good team? What should they do? They should blow out people. They should destroy people, and that's exactly what they're doing. They yeah, they struggled the first half against the Texans, but they ultimately what scored i think it was 14-14 at the half they scored 15 points in the in the next in the next half you you see and then you, you just look at the eagles man the a lot of questions that i had going into the season was all on jalen hurts kind of like the questions that i had with the 49ers i think if if forty if Jimmy G was a little more consistent, he they would be in that pack the the Texans I mean no the Kansas City Chiefs the Bills and the Eagles. But the the question that I had about Jalen Hurst is he a good passer? If they make you pass the ball, how are they be? Are they able to win? They've exceeded that. Again, they just look different. And I think I think I think I said this last episode. If they don't at least make it to the NFC Championship or the Super Bowl, that is a this season is a major letdown. And not because Yeah, I know going in, a lot of people didn't have the Eagles making much of any noise. But when you get or you no, know, when you have Darius Slade. When you have AJ Brown, when you have Devontae Smith, when you have Miles Sanders, when you have Jalen Hurts, when you got Robert Quinn, when you have Lane Johnson, when you have Fletcher Cox, th- this is this is what you're supposed to look like. And look at look at look at all the other teams in the NFC, and and think to yourself how how could we not have so much high expectation for this team? The the Green Bay Packers seem like they're kind of. They're kind of imploding. Uh, the commander. I mean, come on now, it's the commanders. The Eagles. I mean, not the Eagles. The Falcons. The Bears. Like, if the Eagles do not make uh, ten, uh, the I understand about the the Bronx, the Bucks, but the Bucks aren't even leading in their division at this point. I think they're two games below 500. All I'm saying is this, man. You can tell when a team looks different. Like, when you watch the Kansas City Chiefs, you can tell something's different. This, this team just looks drastically different than most teams. When you look at the Buffalo Bills, this the Buffalo Bills look drastically different from their defense to their offense. They look drastically different. And when you look at this Eagles team, I was talking to Dan Orlowski the other day. Shouts out to the name drop. And he says something because if you watch his film breakdown, it's great. Like he is, he's one of the best to do it. But he said, "The Eagles. The best way to beat them is for them to beat themselves. To me, that's the ultimate compliment." And hey, man, the Eagles are good. I, again, shouts out to them winning on Thursday Night Football, twenty-nine to seventeen, and honestly, it didn't. It, it wasn't even that close after the second half. And, and that's another thing that I, I, I do like and appreciate about the Eagles. When they even their struggle games, they win. Like, and and that's that's another thing that you can tell about great teams. How do they look when they struggle? Uh some teams when they struggle, hell, when you watch the Green Bay Packers struggle, they look god awful. When you this year, when you see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers struggle, they look god awful. When the Eagles struggle, they're still either right in it or Turn it around quickly. Same as the Bills, same as the Chiefs. 49ers to an extent, but again, I still have my questions on Jimmy G. So all I'm saying is this, man. The Eagles look different, and it kind of feels like they separated themselves from the pack. They they, they put themselves in that Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills tier. And I think that those three, and it's the rest. Now, I'm not saying that teams like the Ravens or teams like, I don't know, Uh <laughs> Teams like the Ravens, teams like the 49ers, teams like the the Titans. I'm not saying they're not good. But what I'm saying is there's those three and then there's the rest. Let's move forward. So I'm going to give my predictions of week, what, nine is it? The bye week, the, the teams that are on the bye week is the Browns, who did just beat the uh, – Bengals, Bengals, monday night football the cowboys the broncos the giants the steelers and the 49ers all on bye weeks i think the bye week definitely came it's doing wonders for the cowboys right now seeing as though zeke is injured and trying to get back in the whole tony pollard zeke situation i think you need a bye week let tony let zeke get healthy with his knee um but let me give my predictions of Week 9. Let's start with the Chargers at Falcons. This game is a lot harder than than, than it should be on paper. Because on paper, which I know they always say the game's not played on paper, but on paper, the Chargers should be leaps and bounds better than the Falcons. But the Chargers have probably been hit with the most injuries in the entire NFL. I mean, Khalil Mack's been hurt. J, uh, J.C. Jackson's out for the season. Joey Bosa's been hurt. Derwin James has been hurt. Everybody, anybody that could be. Hell, even Justin Herbert has been hurt. So, I don't know. And the Falcons have looked really good. Cordell Patterson, uh, Cordero Patterson's coming back. Uh, Marcus Mariota makes some really key plays on Sunday. You still have Kyle Pitts. I'm going to go with the Falcons. I think that's going to be the upset, even though, again, I trust Justin Herbert more than I trust uh, Marcus Mariota, both Oregon products, by the way. (laughs) I just think that the, the, the Falcons are playing really well. Got that overtime win. They understand how important it is to rattle off some of these wins, especially against the pleated Chargers team. And you're leading the NFC South. I got the Falcons winning. Dolphins at Bears. Shouts out for the Bears to getting Chase Claypool. I know that it was kind of important. I know that the uh, Green Bay Packers wanted and probably should have went to go get him, but I do think that I do think that Chase Claypool will be big for Justin Fields. It gives you a number one receiver. I know Mooney is pretty good, but some some receive I don't. I think Chase Claypool has the ability to be a number 1. He has the body type, he he's, he's big, he's fast, he's physical. It's just does he have the consistency to be a number 1? I know he hasn't really seen it in in Green or in Pittsburgh, but is that more due to the quarterback position because we understand how how t- highly touted he was coming out of Notre Dame with with the physical attributes but it's kind of hard again and, and that's the same thing with the with the bears honestly it's kind of hard when you have Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky or a big Ben who is on his last leg throwing you the ball you know what i mean uh but dolphins at bears i i have the dolphins winning this I just the Bears are still not a, The Bears are still not a good team And they did just give up Raekwon Smith Oh no yeah Roquan Smith I'm sorry to the Ravens They also gave up Robert Quinn to the Eagles So their defense is depleted They're they're, they're pretty much in take now mode Which is funny because I don't know who you're tanking for Like who are you tanking for You have Justin Fields so you're, not pro- you're probably not going to go get uh, Bryce Young Like who are you tanking for I don't know But I have the Dolphins winning that one Bengals at Chargers. I mean, not Bengals at Chargers. I'm sorry. Panthers at Bengals. I have the Bengals. Uh, the Panthers are not good. Shouts out to P.J. Washington for exceeding expectations and being the starting quarterback. That is terrible, terrible, terrible for you, Baker Mayfield. But yo, the 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 Panthers. And I said this last week, even though they did win last week, or they actually lost because of D.J. Moore taking off his helmet, but. They lost Christian McCaffrey. They don't have Robbie Anderson. Their defense is depleted. Uh the quarterback is an, an X XFL quarterback. I have the Bengals winning this. Now I do I, I am a little concerned. And I said this on last episode, or maybe the episode before. The Bengals are gonna look drastically different without Chase. I mean uh Jamar Chase. And we saw that against the Browns. Yes, T Higgins is a number one receiver. He or has the ability to be a number one receiver. Yes, Tyler Boyd has the ability to be a number one slash number two receiver. It's just when you have a dynamic player as good as Jamar Chase, you don't need to be. And now that it's not, you see Joe Burrow holds onto the ball a little longer. Uh, he was sacked a, a bunch of times against the Browns. They look different. It, it's going to take some time to adjust. Now you're never going to replace the production of Jay uh Jamar Chase, especially in the what four to six weeks he's out, but I think it should be okay with the with the Panthers. So I have the Bengals winning that. Green Bay at Lions. This is a divisional matchup. Green Bay was one of the teams that I kind of killed for not making any moves at the trade deadline, and when you go up against a Lions team, especially a team in your division, that's never an easy win. Ah. And the Lions actually are one of the best offenses as far as scoring offenses in the league, even though they are one in six, they just can't close games and the Green Bay Packers can't get to the, did you know, fun fact, did you know that uh, Aaron Rodgers has the highest uh, red zone completion percentage in the, in the red zone? The only problem is he can't get there. <laughs> like, I think he's like nine. No, in this, this season, in the red zone It's crazy. I have Green Bay winning this though. Uh, I, I don't like how the Lions don't finish games. It just it, at this point, I am shocked of how good they are uh, scoring the ball. But even with Aaron, even with the Green Bay Packers going through all they're going through, I don't trust the the Lions, especially in a close game if they have to finish. So I have the Green Bay Packers. Raiders at Jaguars. I don't even know how to pick this, bro. Um, I think Josh McDaniels. I think this may be a one and done year for him. It just it doesn't see it. The Raiders look drastically worse than they should, even though they are a really good two and five team. They're only a really good two and five team because of the names on the jersey. You have Derek Carr. You have uh Devonte Devonte Adams. You have. Darren Waller, you have Hunter Rentho, you have Josh Jacobs, you have Chandler Jones, you have Max Crosby, you have uh, Abrams. But this team is not that good. And We're going to talk about this a little bit a little later. We're going to talk about Golden State. But one way that you can tell if you're a good coach or not is defense. Now, you d- perfect example. Perfect example. Look at... Look at the Green Bay Packers. Look at the Green Bay Packers compared to look look at the Seattle Seahawks. The Green Bay Packers have names upon names upon names on the defensive side of the ball. They have arguably the best corner in the league in Zaire Alexander. Yet and still, the Green Bay Packers defense is terrible. Have, their run defense has been terrible. They have not been good defensively. They have underachieved defensively. Now, again... When they have all the names in the book, yet they're not that good. Which is one of the biggest reasons why I look at Matt LaFleur as: is if he a really good coach or not? On the flip side, the, in the beginning of the season until about three or four weeks ago, the Seattle Seahawks have been terrible defensively. They've been one of the worst defenses in the league. Now, if you look up today, I think they're ranked like third or second in de- in almost every defensive thing. They play hard defensively. So when you look at this when you look at this Raiders team, they have four former Pro Bowlers on this team on the defensive side of the ball, yet they're not good. I just th- I just doesn't think is, and the offense doesn't look good either. Derek Carr, it-, it just it just doesn't work, and it should work when you have all those good pieces. I. <sighs> I say all that to say, I don't know if Josh McDaniels is going to. I think this may be a one and done year for him. Again, I said this before, and I'll say it again. Some people are coordinators, and some people are head coaches, and that's just how it is. No, no offense. Just know your role and know what you excel at. But with the, with that being said, um. I have I have the Raiders beating – <laughs> I know I said all that, and I still pick the Raiders. The only reason why I picked the Raiders is because, yo, Trevor Lawrence and this Jacksonville Jaguars team has a problem turning the ball over. They turn the ball over e- extremely too much. And, I mean, you saw it against the Broncos. You turn the ball over in the red zone a lot as well. It just doesn't – it. With their 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 offense looks better Don't get me wrong With Doug Pearson Their offense looks a lot better Than it did a, You know Last year But them turnovers Be killing and, and, and I have the Raiders I have the Raiders winning it So Colts at, at Patriots I have the Patriots uh, I still I still don't know If Sam Ellinger Is the guy Currently I think that You know With his traits And with his abilities And maybe some time He'll be good but, I mean, the the pan, the Patriots defense is still the Patriots defense. And they, they had a really impressive win against the Jets last week. I have the Patriots winning this again. I just don't think, you know, Sam Ellinger going against Bill Belichick, going against that defense, it's going to be tough. So the Bills at Jets, the Bills are going to destroy the Jets. I know it's the Jets. The Jets have been good. Don't get me wrong. They are five and three. But the Bills are going to destroy the Jets. Destroy the Jets. Like, don't don't get it twisted. That's it's not gonna be close. I'll say that. It shouldn't be close. It could be, but it shouldn't be close. The Bills are leaps and bounds better. Uh they're arguably the best team in the league. I have the Bills winning that. Vikings at Washington. Kirk Cousins coming back to Washington. Uh, he's also bringing a Vikings team that is six and one. Vikings probably are going to destroy, <laughs> going to destroy the Commanders. Uh, Taylor Heineke is still Taylor Heineke, and that's no offense to him, but he's not really a starting quarterback like that. Um, you do have you do have Terry McLaurin, but this Vikings team it has good, and they just got uh, T.J. Hookinson from the Lions, who is arguably a very underrated tight end so that just gives um kirk cousins yet another weapon and it's at one o'clock we know kirk cousins is the greatest quarterback in nfl history at one o'clock games that's just that's just who he is so i have the vikings beating the commanders seahawks at cardinals yet another game where it shouldn't be as close as you think but i have the seahawks winning this game the seahawks Yo, Mina Kine said something on NFL Live the other day. Was it Mina Kine? Mina Kine said something on NFL Live the other day that was shocking. I think it was her. I think, no, it was Marcus Spears. He said, Yo, the the green, the, the, Geno Smith is a top five quarterback right now. And I was like, ain't no way in hell. But he said, "But then he broke down the stats. And if you look at the stats, you look at the QBR, he is playing like a top five quarterback. I'm not saying like if you do the rankings anything, I, would pick, I wouldn't I would pick Geno Smith over a lot of people. But I will give Geno Smith his credit and his respect. He has the Seahawks looking like a a, a top tier team. Now, I know it's surprising to say, but when you look at their stats, Seahawk is, the Seahawks are top five offensively and top five defensively currently. And I have the Seahawks beating the Cardinals. I just don't, even, even in Arizona, I don't trust the Cardinals. I don't like the Cardinals. The Cardinals are not a good team. I don't know what it is. Even with DeAndre Hopkins coming back or back, I just don't, I don't, I don't like the Seahawks. I mean, I don't like the Cardinals, so I have the Seahawks winning that. Rams at Tampa Bay. Oh, man, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Both teams are struggling. Rams are three and four. Tampa Bay is three and five. Tom Brady hasn't really looked good all year. Neither has Matthew Stafford. But I'm gonna pick Tampa Bay just because yo, the, the Rams have no running game. They're trying to trade Cam Anchors. It's not looking good for your boy. Um and outside of Cooper Cup, they really don't have a number two receiver. Allen Robinson hasn't worked. He's had he's shined briefly this year but it hasn't looked that good at all in fact it's looking like one of the worst decisions in the offseason letting go of Robert Wood and getting uh Allen Robinson it, it just hasn't looked good and again I understand that the the Bucks haven't looked good either but you still have Leonard Fournette running the ball you still have that defensive front with uh Levante David Shaq Barrett lo- being out for the season is huge. I think a torn Achilles. I hope that he has a speedy recovery. That is huge um, for the season. for For the season moving forward, uh, but for Sunday, you know, Devin White, Levante David, via Vea, I, I have the the Buccaneers winning. I have the bu- but, but don't do not get it twisted. Losing Shaq Barrett for the season is huge, huge, like almost as big as making it uh winning a playoff game or not that's how big if they even make the playoffs so titans at chiefs uh and this is sunday night football i have the chiefs the titans have been better you know they 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 are leaning on what they do best i don't know if Ryan Tannehill is going to play i think malik willis might play um but the titans have been leaning on what they do best and that is giving the ball to Leonard. i mean derrick henry and say yo run <laughs> now I understand that the Chiefs defense is not the best but I I will I will argue that the Chiefs offense is the best unit in football I did say that it was the Cowboys defense but you know the Chiefs offense is still the Chiefs. and now that you got Kondarius Tony from the from the green or uh, from the Giants that's yet another weapon for for Derek I mean for Patrick McCall Patrick McCall what the hell Patrick Mahomes I have the Chiefs winning that, and it's in Arrowhead. That's a tough place to play, as you know. And Sunday night football. I mean, Monday night football. You have the Baltimore Ravens against the Saints, or at the Saints. Let me first say this. Um, Injuries are huge for both of these teams. Injuries are huge for any team, but especially these two teams. So reports, or it's been confirmed this week that Rashard Bateman uh, of the Baltimore Ravens and Michael Thomas of the Saints both are out for the season due to foot injuries. You know they both have to get foot surgery and everything. That is extremely detrimental for us for both teams. But let me just talk about the Ravens. The Ravens are already lacking talent, lacking super, lacking star talent at the wide receiver position. You had Rashad Bateman, you had uh Devernay. Now yes, you have Mark Andrews who kind of plays a Travis Kelsey like role for this Ravens team, but the team in general is struggling often or struggling as far as wide receiver and it's been like that for a, a, a while now. I mean, they brought in Sammy Watkins they they had some pieces. they had um what's that dude it's Tony S- or Snell. So losing a pl- a player like Rashad Bateman is huge for this team. He was their number one receiver. Like, and I know he was young. I think this was his second year, but he was emerging as a number one receiver. And now losing him, it just bring puts more pressure on you know Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews and DeVernay in this running game, which already is out or is 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 down. J.K. Dobbins, who was coming into it, is supposed to be their number one rush, rusher it's 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 tough and for the saints the saints have been riddled with injuries all year i mean Jameis winston was out now i think he's healthy now but they're they're gonna they're gonna keep uh anthony andy dalton as their starting quarterback uh alvin kamara was out and michael thomas has been out now he's out for the season this is yet another injury that has sidelined Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas has missed a lot more games than he's played since hell, Drew Brees was here. Uh and and I'm all I think this the Ravens are going to win this game. I think the Ravens are better than the Saints. The Saints haven't been as good as I thought. I thought the Saints were at least good enough to compete for an NFC championship. That's that's just what I thought when but with injuries and and how the team's looked I don't I don't know about that and the Ravens kind of like what I said about um Shaq Barrett I think that losing Rashad Bateman can and will affect the Ravens moving forward as far as uh in the playoffs and in playoff advancement and later in the season but I think when you still have Lamar Jackson you still have Mark Andrews they can keep afloat. Um keep afloat. What what does this sound like? Let me you need a number one receiver. Let's just let's just be real here. Look at if you look at all the good teams, they have a number one receiver. Look at all the teams with the best records. You know, um the Eagles, they have AJ Brown, uh the hell, even the teams that aren't that good. The the Dolphins, they have Tyree Kill, the Bengals, they have Jamar Chase. The the Raiders, they're not good at all, and they have Devontae Adams. Uh, The Bills, Stephon Diggs. The Vikings, Justin Jefferson. Um, hell, even the Seahawks have DK Metcalf. The Rams have Cooper Cup. The Chiefs have, he's not really a receiver, but you have Tyree, Ke- or no, Travis Kelsey. And the Ravens have Mark Andrews, but you need a number one receiver, which is one of the biggest reasons why, even though you got Roquan Smith, who definitely enhances the defense, which is why I, I killed the Ravens and I killed the the Green Bay Packers for not making any moves at the, at the trade deadline. Like, imagine, even though I, I'm sure the Steelers would never make a trade with the Ravens, but imagine Chase Claypool as a number one receiver for Lamar Jackson. Hell, imagine. We uh Brandon Cooks with 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 Lamar Jackson. Imagine Elijah Eli, Elijah Moore from because they're pretty much on the outs with, with the Jets. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's all I'm saying, man. You need another more receiver. But with all that being said, I have the Ravens winning uh this game. Monday night football. Those are my predictions. Let me know what you think. Who do you pick? We'll talk about it. Bada bing bada boom. Let's move forward. I'm going to stay on this quickly. How do I address this? Let me first start with what the news is. So the news is Kyrie Irving has been suspended for a minimum of five games uh, for his anti-Semitic tweets or whatever. Oh, no. He promoted anti-Semitic like documentary. He also promoted some stuff about Alec Jones. Um, it took him forever to apologize, but once the suspension came down, um, he then apolog- he had a lengthy apology on his social media, even though there 's interview upon interview upon interview where all he had to say was i 'm sorry but he didn 't but 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 I will say he did come out and apologize on on instagram. They say, it's been said on this podcast, it's been said time and time again. People are going to tolerate a lot when you're talented. Ty- Kyrie Irving will go down in history as one of, the, if not the greatest, handler of the ball in NBA history. Kyrie will go down as one of the greatest layup makers in NBA history, Kyrie Irving is one of the best point guards in the league. Kyrie Irving is also the person that blew up a championship team in the in the Cleveland Cavaliers. Kyrie Irving is also a team a person that blew up a championship team in the Boston Celtics. Kyrie Irving is also a person that has had multiple. Off the field incidents, and I'm not saying like terrible, terrible, but he's he's done things and he said things that have left a, a, a few uh, puzzled faces, to say the least. Kyrie Irving has showed you who he is. Now I'm not saying that he's a terrible person. I'm not saying that. You know, Kyrie Irving should be treated the same way as a lot of people aren't treated that do heinous things to women or do heinous things to to other people. Kyrie Irving has a way of viewing the world and that's okay. Everyone is different, you know. But Kyrie has shown you who he is. At this point, you're the problem if you are shocked by anything that Kyrie does. And the problem with this, it's not a problem. But you can tell the Brooklyn, and I said this before. I think I said this in the offseason, man. Brooklyn made a mistake about giving the franchise to two players in Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant that have shown that they cannot handle power Kyrie Irving has burnt bridges at every on every single team he's been on now to a point where you can tell the Brooklyn Nets do not want him on the team they just can't I mean they can't they can release him but you don't want to release him because Kyrie Irving is still talented and they know that there's going to be a team that's going to take a flyer on him because of how talented he is Why do you think that there's still people, including myself, that thinks that Antonio Brown still has a chance in this league? Antonio Brown will go down as one of the talent wise, one of the greatest wide receivers ever. Think about that. Think about everything Antonio Brown has done off the field. He still had a shot with the Raiders. He still had a shot with the buck, uh with the Bucks. He still had a shot with the Patriots. Yo, that man was Instagram living after a Pittsburgh Steelers game. Still has shot. Why? Because he is talented. I'm not saying that Kyrie Irving should be off the league. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is people are wondering, how does you know, why do we care so much to what Kyrie does or or why is Kyrie have this such this big of a platform? cuz he's talented? And in the world of sports, I don't know memo to people that still haven't got it, talent all people care about is talent. If that's the case, there'll be a lot of people out the league. We wouldn't even care or know what the hell Antonio Brown's doing. Hell, remember Greg Hardy? Beat the absolute dog-ish out of his girl. Got another shot with the Cowboys. And now I think he's flirt. Well, I don't think he's winning that much. But he's in the UFC because he's a talented freak of nature. And you also know, you also, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not comparing what Kyrie Irving did and what, what Greg Hardy did, what, what Antonio Brown did off the field. I'm not comparing that. I will, I'm will. i not going to disrespect Kyrie in saying that. Kyrie, All Kyrie Irving is doing is is spreading his opinions about things. But Kyrie has shown you that he is a headache. That's why I was so shocked. I mean, I wasn't shocked that he left, but I was so shocked that Kevin Durant chose Kyrie Irving. I, I get friends are friends, right? But you chose Kyrie Irving in the track, right? Yo, he didn't work with LeBron James. Do you know anybody that's never worked with LeBron James? I know LeBron James don't want to play with some people, i.e. he ain't got time for or. He didn't have time for Andrew Wiggins. But do you know any teammate that hasn't flourished with LeBron James? (laughs) Wait a second. Even Kyrie flourished with LeBron James. Kyrie had his best seasons alongside LeBron James and still soiled that. He had a young Jason Tatum, a young Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and soiled that Boston relationship. Yo, you remember, you remember in Boston? I don't know if people in Boston when you knew it was over, and you knew Kyrie was checked out, bro. When they were in the playoff series against the Bucks, and Kyrie Irving made it a point to guard Giannis. I don't know if y'all know about height or size. But Giannis is drastically taller than Kyrie and drastically bigger. Pause. Than Kyrie. All I'm saying is this, man. I don't, I don't agree with hate speech at all. I mean, I also know that people's lives, if it doesn't matter to me, I mean, if it doesn't pertain to me, I shouldn't have an opinion. Nor does it matter to me. Um. And I also understand that Kyrie, just like Kanye, has just been giving their opinion about things. Well, I think that they, well, (laughs) they're learning drastically is just because once you give your opinion out to the world, you have to accept those consequences that come with that opinion. Not saying your opinion is right or wrong, but you have to accept whatever comes with those Opinions And now this is yet another organization Yet another team That is done with Kyrie Hell you see reports When when Wode says it and when Nick Friedle Says it who pretty much lives at the Brooklyn Nets facility You know it should be true And when they both say that the, the Nets Are pretty much done with Kyrie Irving And want to get off of Kyrie Irving In It shouldn't have took them to say that. They were trying to trade him this offseason. They just couldn't because they didn't have any suitors, which is the only reason why Kyrie signed the extension. Be careful who you tie your your – be careful who you have relationships with. Be careful who you give power to. And be careful who you align yourself with. And, and also, sometimes talent can be a blinder. I'll show, you know, people will show you who they really are. And it's up to you to believe them or not. So let's move forward. While I'm shooting this, uh, it is Sun, Saturday, Friday night. And currently, the... Houston Astros are leading the Philadelphia Phillies 3 to 2 in the World Series. I don't now the Phillies could come back and win, I don't know, but exactly what I thought was going to happen has been happening. Uh the Astros look like world beaters. Um I think every single game They've been they've been up at least five runs, except for maybe the last game. Their first three games was five runs, five runs, five runs. I think it's t- it took the Phillies. What the Phillies had to come back. It, look, the the Houston Astros been killing, bro. Justin Verlander looks all of the World Series MVP. They've been good now. Now the Phillies have been good too, even though. You're starting to see their limitations. You're starting to see if Schwarber isn't hitting, if if Bryce Harper isn't hitting, if the pitching isn't going the way it should be going, even though you have Noah Syndergaard, it's not going to happen for you. And now that's within every team, but the things that have carried the Phillies to the World Series are the same exact things that have carried. The Houston Astros to the World Series, except the Houston Astros have been better for a little longer. Uh, Justin, I don't know. (laughs) Shouts out to the JBP. First and foremost, side note. uh, Shouts out to Brittany for bringing this this to my attention. Uh, (laughs) Here's a little advice for life. People don't know you, bro there's not people don't know anything about you drake doesn't know you joe button doesn't know you you're you fighting for people that don't know you bro you're fighting tooth and nail to defend someone that doesn't know you exist i say that to say britney's not the only person that uh come to me talking about did you hear the joe button podcast when he said welcome 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 and people understand and that is how i start my episode Look here, bro. I can almost assure you. I'll put my life on the line that Joseph Button does not know who I am. So there's no reason for me to feel offended because I don't know the guy. Moving forward, um, the Houston Astros are going to win this. I think. I think. Mm. Houston Astros. the The next game is is tonight or Saturday, which will be tonight. I just think they're gonna they're gonna take it home. Shouts out to the Phillies for making it this far. Again, I I didn't think they were gonna make it this far. Shouts out to the Houston Astros for being the Houston Astros. And yeah, that's the World Series. I'll talk about this on on Wednesday when the World Series is over. So let's move forward. The question is, what's wrong with Golden State? Um, Golden State, as we speak, has lost four in a row. They are absolutely one of the worst defenses in the league. Um, I can tell you exactly what's wrong with Golden State. Two things. One, the championship hangover is real. Now, I'm not saying that they're not good enough because I still have them repeating as champions. Not saying that, you know, they're not, they won't be good enough towards the end of the season to make a run. But championship, the championship glow is real. And the championship hangover is real in the sense of this. You had the long, you had, you and another team had the longest or longer season than any other team. You just win, so I'm almost sure you've been doing a lot more partying than you have in in any other offseason, especially some of the young players. And coming into the season, you know know how good you are. And this kind of goes into my second point. You know how good you are. You're going to get everyone's best because you have that championship glow on you. You're the Golden State Warriors. You're the defending champions. You know that you're going to get everyone's best. You also know how good you are. So it's like, hell, Draymond Green said it one time, I think on the shop, it's hard to play against, you know, meaningless games. Now, while these aren't the most meaningful games, and they're not meaningless, but they're not let me say that. They're not the they're not meaningless, but they're not really meaningful right now. Steph Curry is still going crazy. I think he averaged like 32 points right now. But Steph Curry's done this before. Draymond Green's done this before. And Draymond Green's having a, a, a decent season, at least offensively. Klay Thompson's done this before. but However, Klay Thompson's still trying to get his legs back. But then you see Jordan Poole. He's been inconsistent. Jonathan Kaminga, I don't even know if he plays that much. James Wiseman has been inconsistent. Some of these young players have been inconsistent. And when you lose Gary Payton II, when you lose Otto Porter, and you get Dante DiVincenzo, who's a good defender but hasn't been playing due to injury, you also have Jermichael Green, who hasn't been that good defensively. In fact, this team in general hasn't been good defensively. It just feels like they go in not caring. Now... As we've heard the the coined phrase, are they going to flip the switch or not? I don't know. the The only thing that I would fear is you. F- they could flip the switch. I mean, we've seen it. But do you want to flip the sw- flip the switch too too late? That's when the problem is. And people ask me, you know, how are they compared to the Clippers? Because the Clippers are struggling right now. So why? How are they? The Clippers' problems kind of concern me, and that is because of the health. That's because of Kawhi Leonard's knee. Kawhi Leonard, this team, even though Paul George has been good, John Wall has been better than, you know, has looked good, especially after not playing a lot these last few years. This team is not going anywhere, or let me not say that. This team cannot win a championship if it does not have Kawhi Leonard. We saw the team make it to the Western Conference Finals, what, two years ago with Paul George, but – this team is not making to the Western Conference final. I mean, is not winning a championship without Kawhi Leonard, especially when you have teams like the Suns that are good. I think they the Suns have won six straight. Uh, you still have Luca, who looks like all of you know a, 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 a MVP candidate right now. Grizzlies have looked good, and I still want to hold out hope, or I'm still holding to see what 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 Gold State does when, if and when they flip the switch. Not not to mention Denver and Jamal Murray. Like, it's. (sighs) Golden State. It just feels like they're in that. They're they're still. I want to see what they look like with maybe 10, 15 games under their belt. If they still look the same, oh, yeah, major problems. But if not, bucket of. You know, it is what it is. So, but I will say, and I will acknowledge the fact of they their defense is god-awful terrible they're one of the worst defensive teams in the league right now and that is crazy when you have uh a a draymond green who's a former defensive player of the year when you have Klay thompson even though he's still trying to get his legs back they don't look good james wiseman who i thought would be a better rim defender isn't they look that good so be real and lastly, before we go, I did want to shout out uh, the Portland Thorns. Thorns, uh, have I said your name wrong, team? I apologize. They did win the Women's National Soccer League, which was actually in Washington D.C. Audi Stadium. Shouts out to y'all, bro. That was a beautiful stadium. I've been there a couple, been there twice for work. It's it's a great stadium. But shouts out to the Portland Thorns for beating the Kansas City soccer team. <laughs> uh 2 0 to win the win the women's national or national women's soccer league. I think that I can't I can't be a hypocrite and say, hey, why doesn't major outlets talk about stuff like that if I didn't talk about it? Uh now I know major outlets ain't listening to me, but it's my platform so I can at least dictate what is said and what's not said. So Shouts out to the Portland Thorns for winning the National Women's Soccer League. Shouts out to you guys. And there you have it, man. That's been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I appreciate you guys. If you want a Unpopular Podcast shirt, hoodie, sweater, long-sleeve joggers, the link is in the description below. At multiple colors, multiple different designs. You can go get your Unpopular Podcast merch today. Also, by the way, it's getting co- Actually, I don't even know what the hell is happening. It's, it's cold one day, hot as hell the next get you a t-shirt, get you a sweater, get you an unpopular podcast, anything, and I promise you to look nice. Also, please subscribe to whoever you're listening, please subscribe to whoever you're watching. I appreciate everyone. I'm starting to see a tad bit uptick in not only my followers, but my viewer count and my Instagram. I appreciate all you guys. I appreciate everyone that listens, even if it's for a little bit. I appreciate everyone that stays for the whole video. I appreciate, uh, people on social media that hit me up or or ask me to be on there i appreciate everyone that supports me or that has helped even took time out of the day to view my stuff i appreciate it i appreciate all you guys and it definitely means a lot tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe to the youtube channel to subscribe to wherever they get the dsps definitely means a lot I'm trying to get again it's it's been it's been it's been growing steady slowly but steady and i appreciate you guys i'm trying to get more people to subscribe so they can hop on to this unpopular podcast wave uh and until next time much love
1: Boys told me 70 on the strip, I'm ready to die. Cutting the traction, bet in the corner, bet I make shit glide. Try to bring the drone, tell me he ain't know how we cha-cha slide. I'll never lose sleep over no bitch, way too much pride. Fill it up in a briefcase, split the shit with the vibes. Rings, my right wrist, Van Cleef, I spent days in the East, tryna figure if I'm geek. This bitch tweaking, talk too much while I was geek, blew my peep, fucking rap, niggas' hoes, I'm on the street, this shit sweet. I went half a million on Rose, did four million on my ice, couple million on my cars, I went Tyson, I'm too nice. Niggas shot me on the street, wanted to talk so he asked my price. The number was high as me, I ain't gon' lie. I was fucking with this little wall, I think she buy Tweaking six, God is coming back, back outside Boys, toting a 70 on the strip, I'm ready to die Cutting the traction, bed in the corner, bet I make shit glide Try to bring the drone, tell me he ain't know how we cha-cha slide I'll never lose sleep over no bitch, way too much pride Fill it up in a briefcase, split the shit with the vibes I don't know nothing about no crime, or no news. But I never tell you who Wagon when she walks, She get on planes And take her two My member just got out he still on paper Still a shoe Still a shoe Loving me Stay down just like a roof. She a 10 Trying to rap It's good on mute yeah. It's financial Girl I got the loop yeah. For the bands little baby What you gonna do yeah. Chop a can that shit There the Juice yeah. I'm a president, some secret service shit we down to dump. Who yeah. the president, I never voted once, Yeah If I did, I would vote to I trump. Yeah. If you play with me, I'm backing out that one. Why treat me on tickets like a honey rack? tweaking us six, god is coming back back outside boys told 70 on the strip i'm ready to die cutting the traction bed in the corner bet i make shit glide try to bring the drone, tell me he ain't know how we cha-cha slide i'll never lose sleep over no bitch way too much pride fill it up in a briefcase split the shit with the vibes